Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. I already have Humbert's rating. Oh God! Did he do a okay? Interesting. Well, well, he didn't give a number. Um, oh. And we're back <laughs> on another exciting episode of So Pro Starfleet Boy. Hashtag So Pro. <laughs> so Pro. I'm I'm sending text. I'm sending a text. I haven't got my notes. So Pro. I wasn't I wasn't ready. Okay, I'm here. Yeah. That the camera's not focused, everything's broken, okay. I love it. It's kind of cool that the audience gets to see uh, what this normally very well-polished show off-guard <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I actually, uh, just while I was waiting for you, uh, you know how, like, when you're waiting on something, sometimes you do things just, like, on the, co- like, on the whim? Mm-hmm. I put out a poll... Uh, on the uh, on the Twitter about this episode, so we'll know hopefully by the end of our discussion what uh, what the Twitter audience thinks. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> it's a, there's a meta today's rating. <laughs> today's ratings are gonna be super meta. We're <laughs> we're gonna need algebra to figure out the final rating. <laughs> okay. All right, so we'll let's see what happens. Um, Star Trek: The Next Generation, the next phase. Uh, I always extend the courtesy. Would you like to do the summary, or shall I? Um, no, I, I I did a recent summary, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> okay, good. You do enough. You're I, off the hook. You're not. You're not obligé anymore. You're. Uh, you're oh, a, really? You're a seasoned vet. You're my okay. XO. The uh, um, previous XO. I now uh, have the privilege was, uh, of deciding when I can do my my <laughs> episode summaries because I do I do the, accept the, to do some now and then. So, the previous XO was found walking in plant dirt in his quarters, uh, shooting at a uh, a television screen. And there we go, the expense. <laughs> it drops. <laughs> but boom, boom, got to get in there somehow. Um, all right. So, what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying you're going to do the episode summary. That's what I was saying. Oh, easy peasy. All right. So um, there is a Romulan ship that uh, that is in need of aid. So the Enterprise uh, goes and uh, offers its aid. In fact, the episode just starts on, you know, we're, we're on this Romulan sh- ship uh, helping the Romulans out. They're having some kind of problem. They had an explosion. <clears throat> so uh, Jordy... Uh, Discovers that he needs to like take this one part and uh, and replicate it, so he lets Commander Riker know. And Riker's like, uh, asks the commander of the Romulan ship, "Can we replicate this?" It's all very cool in terms of this like beginning scenes procedure, by the way, like how they handled all the security and everything like that. But anyways, uh, Jordy and Ensign Rowe are gonna beam back to the ship to uh, get this thing replicated, and then there's a transporter accident, and everyone uh, assumes they're dead. However, uh, including the audience, if you're watching this for the first time, you might have thought they were actually 
uh, dead. <laughs> but, it, but but they're not dead. It must There's have been science. a very interesting first watch when it first came out on TV. Yeah, I do actually remember wondering where the show, what direction the show was going in. But, you know, I also thought, you know, just like kind of halfway through, I remember being like, oh, they're, you know, once they reveal it to us that there might be a scientific explanation mm. for it, it was like... I went okay. on that. I, I know I should keep tip. this actually, the discussion because you're doing the summary, <laughs> but they do keep it hold. They do they do keep us like 11 minutes wondering. Um, yeah, we don't see really them. Good, we don't uh, see them for 11 minutes out of what 43. I think it is. So that is quite a long time to hold it. Yeah, I guess and that's true. You, I mean, hmm. Jordy, you kind of guessed. Well, they're not going to kill Jordy, right? But but then you think in Ensign Row, maybe they would. You know, she's not the main character, so maybe they did do this, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was a little anxiety about whether or not... And there is, uh, this, this, cli- the there is this cliche that in the 90s, the black guy would always die first. Was that a cliche? Yeah, it's always been a cliche. Is that true? Yes. How can you not know I don't this? really think so. I mean, the shows I watched every... No, not the, not the TV shows. Died. Movies. <laughs> movies. Oh, well, like the in, movies in, I watched, in, like... In horror like films or... You would always have because uh, they, they would always have this. Um, I, I suppose it was this misrepresented token black guy that they would have in the movies that he would be like the the wise cracking black guy, but then he would die I first. I don't disagree that uh, there were uh, poorly executed uh, like B movies that like definitely had like token anything characters. I mean, like you're you're focusing on uh, black people, but Asians well, get we're characterized about a lot, and so do uh, and so do Hispanics actually, which is not as common, but but you do. And then the Irish seem to always get characterized as well. So. <laughs> oh, the French, by the way. Okay, I, I <laughs> and the French. I complain yeah, about the, the French, French quite a bit. French seem to get characterized. So I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say here, Sean. But I but I grew up in a. We were talking world about Jody. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All oh, right. God. You're. Into- Get off my summary! <laughs> Get off Fine. my goddamn I'll, summary! I'll Let me do on, the goddamn on, summary! I'll carry on texting while you do your summary. Or God. you do summaries from now on, <laughs> young XO. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> you're terrible. You're terrible. You totally got me off track. But since you did that, I'm just going to do this to you. I'm your favorite host that you love to hate. I don't hate you at all, actually. I think you're quite awesome. Oh, look at that. You're, ac- you're also... Hold on, I'm doing something here. You're also... One of the most uh, ubiquitous... Do you hear it? Do you yes, hear it in the background? The expense theme. <laughs> this is a TNG discussion. Come on. We're going to... Audience, we're out of phase. We're, we're out of phase in this episode, and that's why we're acting so crazy right now. Um... To be appropriate I mean, to you're watching. Do. You're watching the expense. I'm um, uh, sending messages. This isn't. This isn't professional at all. <laughs> the episode is really good. Uh, what's that? We, the episode is really good. We should be talking about it. I know it's good. We are going to talk can about you, it. I just have to get this out of my. Can face. we finish my the summary? Out of my face. <laughs> Hold on. This has to get out of my system. It's my show. God damn it! I, you <laughs> sidetracked me. Right, I'll just. <laughs> no. I'll just look somewhere else where you. God damn. Who are you? T- 
Who are you texting if we may, if we, the larger, the, lar- the, the Starfleet Boy audience at large, if we, if we may, who I represent, if we may um, ask, who are you, I, who are you I, texting? I, um, I send messages to my friends because, as you know, because I've sent this privately to you, I, I took a picture of my baby on the tube holding a Star Trek oh, original right. series phaser. And so I've been sending that to, you know, my mom and my friends and what have you. And so I, I you know, I've finished now. It's <laughs> over. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm with your summary. <laughs> very good, very proper. So, all right. Um, anyways, they think they're dead. Uh, well, Roe thinks she's dead at first because she's kind of <coughs> wandering the ship alone. And then she meets Jordy and she convinces him that, or tries to convince him rather, that they're both dead. And Jordy's just not having it. He refuses to believe that the afterlife is with Ensign Roe on the Enterprise. <laughs> He's like expecting a beach with like beautiful people and like lots of you know you know the, the he was expecting a heaven i i presume uh, of some he sort was if, at all, if um, anything at all non-awkward um interactions with um <laughs> with with women that's what he was expecting right <laughs> yes because exactly. he's unlucky in life so he wanted to be lucky uh, after death <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you actually nailed it. That's true. It's totally true. That's how I envisioned. <laughs> but Ensign, but Ensign Rowe and apparently Bajoran Heaven seems really boring because it's a lot of like hours of like. Oh, they do seem like a like boring that. people. So, <laughs> what's that? They do seem like a boring people. Oh my god! <laughs> Are they the token boring people, perhaps? <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> since we're talking about tokens, uh, <laughs> just never been a fan of Bajorans. <laughs> they seem anyway, boring. She's the first, They're all aggro she's the first all the time as well. They have this. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. They are all a little aggro, but you would be too if the uh, Cardassians occupied your home world for over I guess so. years. Or I, guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Because to be <laughs> fair, O'Brien's a human and he's constantly aggro as, aggro as well. Oh, God. <laughs> Blasting the expense. <laughs> it keeps trying, it keeps trying to come in. It's so beautiful. Okay. It is. Anyways. That that is the correct uh, data- way to do um <laughs> uh, a title sequence and, and a, a theme song, by the way. If if anyone's uh, looking to create a TV show. Something cool Discovery can do. That and we're gonna have a mo- we're, Okay, we're going to have a moment since we're talking about title sequences. Oh, come on. We haven't uh, even finished the summary. So, <laughs> something really great that Battlestar Galactica did in its opening credits is that the opening credits them. would change slightly to like remind you of certain important things. Uh, and Game of Thrones does this also. Like I don't know if you noticed, but like sometimes well, I mean, you, you have to notice because Game of Thrones started at, what, 30 seconds? Now it's like seven minutes. <laughs> Just keep on adding shit. This is the longest opening title sequence and the most monotonous music. No, I love the Game of Thrones. And we put it on loop. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, Babylon Five has a tendency of doing that as well. I realized that each season they were, were they? Kinda, yeah they were updating it to like change because the they have the Shadow War and then it changes and this and that. So they have oh that's cool that's clever. So anyways, Battlestar Galactica did it and the Expanse kind of does it a little bit too and i'm kind of hoping we see a different opening seat like a title sequence in for discovery i also want to understand why the hell they had the the, like the hand thing in in discovery um oh like touching god or whatever yeah they got plenty of uh, stuff in there da vinci's reference there but Mm. but 
you're right. I do hope we have a different opening title sequence uh, for season Just two. Just like a, a montage really of Pike. Awesome. What's that? <laughs> a montage of Pike. <laughs> just I know. I just Anson mounts <laughs> and like a, a bonus Chris Evans for no go- no reason. Just <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? This, the psychologists are going to be watching these episodes and they'll be like, that guy Sean has some interesting uh, opinions about uh, Chris Evans and Anson Mount. Uh, but Absolutely. I don't blame you. Who could? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Data is trying to figure out what's causing these like residual uh, Artron. Was it Artron radiation? Chronoton. Come on, boy. Cro- oh, darn it! Chronoton particles. Artron radiation is from Doctor Who. Chronoton <laughs> particles are, are like a recurring particle, by the way, in um, in a lot of modern Star Trek, like TNG, Deep Space Nine. Voyager. Right, because it has to do with cloaking and stuff like that. Cloaking anyways, and time travel um, and shenanigans. Anyways, it's discovered throughout the episode that the Romulans are working on an experimental uh, cloaking device, uh, which is a phase cloak, and we get we, we actually come back to this technology later on because it turns say. out the Federation was also... Uh, working on something like this. Um, so in this episode, the Romulans had based their um, uh, like research on initial Klingon research. Apparently, right, that's what apparently. they mentioned. Yeah. And yeah, so it so turns out Federation were dealing with this as well. Everyone's trying to cloak and, and become things. Or, you know, fa- well, what a phase cloak... What, the reason a phase cloak is amazing is because, as it's described in the episode, like a ship could actually like pass through solid... Mm. you know solid things like matter any matter actually uh unharmed and it so it could sit in the middle of a planet for example and hide out where you can't even get it like mm. and so the uh, you know it can it can really do some crazy uh stuff it's like deep science fiction but it's the kind shit. of thing that you don't want to go <laughs> like if the, if your warp drive goes wrong you essentially come to a full stop or you go too far and then you can, you can just get home, right? But if if you if well, yeah, phase phase cloak the- <laughs> goes wrong, then you you kind of become part of the planet, which is not something yeah. you're, you're looking forward to. That's and that's why we don't see phase cloaks because it's probably too unstable. Yada yada yada. yada. But anyway, but hey, section thirty-one, right? The, no, the Pegasus does it though. The Pegasus. <laughs> God, God damn, Will! I thought I could trust you, and then you, you go put this bomb on me. Our Shit. Shit. How am I supposed to get you <laughs> get you out of this one? <laughs> it's the most unforgot thing to say. Shit. <laughs> right on that. It'd be great if in, in the sequel uh, to TNG... Oh, he's like an angry old uh, man saying swear words all the time. Well, so but that they ready. have like... I, I think that the fuck Picard yourself, show would be a great... <laughs> I think the Picard show would be a great show to bring uh, expletives into Star Trek with and, and just... Hearing uh, hearing Patrick Stewart as Picard, he strives to be me. the best of humanity. What's that? He strives to be the best of humanity. He wouldn't say swear words. He's you think cursing is a bad thing? Well, I was told so. I don't think so. I swear, uh. I swear all the time, but it's been ingrained. <laughs> and those who in my told body. and those who told you so cursed in private as well. Uh, there was a study that came. <laughs> no, my, that my, actually... my mother says very little curse words. Oh. Really? That's in front of you and, and Le Bebe, but perhaps in her mind she's like, Mad! Le Bebe. Maybe, maybe. Mad! <laughs> I love your French, by the way. Thank you. 
<laughs> Anyways, finally, uh, the episode culminates in, uh, you know, there's a couple things going on. It's a pretty cool episode in that regard. Uh, and so other than trying to figure out what these chron- chroniton particles uh, are doing and trying to get rid of them so they can actually safely warp, uh, Jordy and uh, Ro are on a mission to stop them from rope from warping and also to try to get back to being solid because the Romulans uh, uh, sk- are super schemy. Even though the, the Enterprise is trying to help, they decide to send back a super muon, scheme. super scheme, uh, a muon. <laughs> what was it? A muon wave, I think, or something like that. Awesome shit. Uh, like or that. they sent muons in a wave back to the uh, Enterprise, which is which is giving the Romulan ship energy in a very interesting way. The Romulan commander looks at his like his uh, his officer and says, "We'll make them explode." He's, he's so very, <laughs> he's like, he's very happy right. about it. Um, so so now we have a time limit because uh, once the Enterprise finishes the repairs and, and warps, it's going to go kaboom and blow up. So uh, we're we're race we're racing against time. Anyways, uh, also there happens to be a Romulan Centurion that is also phased, and he f- realizes that Jordy and um, and Ro are in phase. So he decides to try to stop them, even though you know. He's out of phase and has. He looks pretty bummed in the in the beginning shot. He's like, "What the? How the hell am I ever gonna get out of this?" Like he has, at least uh, Roe has Jordy, who's like trying to figure it out, you know, using his mad science skills. But like this guy was just on his own. He was just uh, great. <laughs> now this is the rest of my life. And you know the Romulans if they're not they're not interested. They're like, "Oh, the guy disappeared." Whoop de doo. Fuck Another it. casualty. <laughs> Forget it. They don't have a data looking at chroniton particles. For the Star Empire, uh, right? Come on. <laughs> are they token Romulans? <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. Are they? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't Spock be the token Romulan? Because somehow no one notices that mean, he doesn't. He doesn't have he like a forehead. To- Isn't Spock the token Vulcan though? Yeah, token Vulcan maybe. Well, he's always, he's always been the token Vulcan because he's not he's not really Vulcan. And now he has a beard, oh, that- so that everyone's offended now. <laughs> wow, the summary is already 17 minutes long. I know. Wasn't this episode supposed to be short? <laughs> okay, sorry. Am I allowed to vote on the poll that you, you did on Twitter? Or yeah. Am yeah, I? I won't know. It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't tell me. It doesn't tell Ooh. me who voted. It's perfect. You could totally vote. Okay, can I vote like 16 times with all of these different accounts? And it hack only, and oh. hack the system. <laughs> no, I can only vote once, right? <laughs> oh wow! Look at Audience, that. oh they can't Majority. hear this. Oh yeah, the poll's gonna be on for twenty four hours. I don't know if I'm publishing this one today or next week. So, okay, <laughs> it's gonna be really meta. We'll see. <laughs> it might be today. It might be today. Well, I might wait till the poll ends <laughs> to publish this episode, just just to see what your influence can can gather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't gather. Anyways, uh, so also in the meantime, Data is striving to create the perfect memorial for uh, Roe and Jordy, mm. and he comes up with a party, which I think is great. And I'm just going on record as saying that that is exactly the kind of memorial. Is this I the only time we see balloons um, other than the episode of Discovery in, in Star Trek? What? I can't. I find that hard to believe. 
I don't know. I, I, this is the only time I've ever noticed that there's balloons. There was there were balloons in the frat party that we had in, in Discovery. But then... Well, TNG did it first or later, depending on where you're talking about. Well, they did it first. <laughs> Discovery's trying to do everything first. But sorry, Discovery. <laughs> Someone else. Someone already did. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, we did that already. Even Shit. completely redesigning the Klingons you didn't do first. So, Right. This is true. <laughs> this is... This is true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do do something first for real, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Because yeah. even your ship isn't a done first. It's like based on an old design that was rejected. <laughs> I like when you get that sarcasm voice. Even your ship isn't done first. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the 1920s now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Which it's going to be Setting really fun talking straight about. here. <laughs> it's gonna be really fun talking about times doing the Times Arrow uh, uh, California Western accents with you. Oh yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna train my Mark Twain. I've been doing this one for years. Could you help out a 49er? It's like my favorite one. That's like my favorite guy in the episode. Oh, this is so appropriate because it's all time travel and we're doing this episode in advance, right? Well, you know, we're not limited by time or space or dimensions. Um, <laughs> finally. I am. Although I don't know about you. But. Although there's 20 minutes later, finally, uh, the culmination of all these efforts. And by the way, they kicked this Romulan out into space, which I have a lot of questions about how the phasing I, works. I do, too. That you may, I'm troubled you by may the phasing. help me answer. No. Um, but anyways, they kicked this <laughs> Romulan out into space. And, uh, and, and Data and Jordy and Ro end up at the, the memorial. And just before... Um, <clears throat> Ro can find out what Commander Riker was going to say about her. Uh, they figure out, they blow up a phaser to create tons of these uh, particles, uh, forcing Data to um, to uh, use the most powerful setting uh, for, this, uh, for the decontamination sweep. And uh, that causes them to phase back into reality. There was an earlier scene that I forgot to tell you where Jordy discovers that the, the, the beam that he's uh, cleaning uh, these particles with also reconstitutes their bodies. So that's how crazy dense this episode is. Anyways, yeah, there's so a lot going on. They in reappear. This they reappear, and Jordy, uh, how quickly his crew forget him, uh, tries to stop the Enterprise from warping, and the response is, uh, "Captain Picard, was that order coming from you?" And he's like, "That was Mister LaForge. God damn it! <laughs> Don't warp." <laughs> Shit, Jordy! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we all thought you were dead. <laughs> I'll have none of this. You're dead or you're alive. Pick one. <laughs> God damn it! I was hoping to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, Riker right, was hoping it. to get drunk. He walks into that. Uh, he walks into Tin Ford with a huge grin on his face, like, "Hey." I know he's so happy. I'm gonna pick he's up my trombone and pick up a woman, right? Oh boy, <laughs> not the captain, not not Captain Picard. All right, no, now that we got through the summary shot, <laughs> what should we talk about? Should we talk about the There's so much to the talk about? stuff, or the religious stuff, or the 
or the or the philosophical stuff. Or, okay, so let's talk about how the I... phasing is. It doesn't work first because wait, what's that? The phasing. Let's talk about how the phasing doesn't work right. Because let's I, get I, that I, out I don't of the way. I don't understand it. All right, I love the whole concept of the episode. I just I don't understand why they don't phase through the f- like through the floor because they phase I through the, the walls same. and the, and then they throw <laughs> out of the bulkhead. But then how is he affected by the like the the non oxygen that's in like space? Because they're not in the like, are they? They're occupying the same space, so th- they need oxygen still, or they need like an environment my, or an atmosphere, right? My impression is that they're out of phase, and there's some there's something about being in that state where, um, at the end, Jordy has to eat like a lot of food. He's starving, right? So mm. it implies that like they would have died eventually, like in this phased well because they didn't bring food with them like everyone should have like a compulsory uh, food basket on them in case this happens <laughs> right like nothing yeah exactly but I but I wonder also if like phase space is is a place where they would have found like you know what if this Romulan ends up somehow landing on a planet and because it but was he's weird dead. like there's that one he, scene where Rose di- touching died, the panels and she realizes it's solid so she's also like what's solid and what's not like I think in I think phasing okay, is the, probably something he was sitting so on a chair. complicated what's that? That Romulan dude was sitting on a chair originally I was like why is he sitting right. on a chair because they trick right. you into thinking that he's, he's not phased but he is but then part of right. the trap was that he was sitting on a chair and that's why it didn't occur to you if he was just standing in the corner of the room you'd be like why is this guy not getting yelled I, at? What I think is happening is that when the the phase cloak failed, at least on you know like what I'm guessing is happening, if I had to trek explain it, it <laughs> is that it created these like waves or particles, you know, it, like unleashed these like f- phase waves or particles, and so they're just kind of like blobs floating around near the Romulan ship, and so sometimes, so I think that like sometimes it also affects environments and that's why there were like these chroniton particles or whatever so that would be a good way to like explain the ambiguity presented by i think the phase cloak but in all but i couldn't make sense of it like i couldn't make sense of it back then when i first saw it and i can i can't really make sense of okay. it now in either. All, in all but fairness, i think it's one of those it is a mistake i that? think it's just in all fairness i think it is just a mistake and it was like they need to be walking on the on the ground and they need to pass through this bulkhead well, but you could argue plot. that, like, the, for example, the artificial gravity generators might actually affect phase space in some way. Okay, so, you know it. what I mean? Like, so we maybe, don't understand how phasing works. They're in some sort of state of flux, and so you just don't know what's right. going on, right? Right, exactly. So that that's the way that I think you can buy it, and it can just work. It but just it happens to work in that, favor like, of the plot. What's that? It just all happens to work in favor of the plot. Of course, <laughs> that and that and but but that aside, I think it like the episode for me still wins in a sense because yes, that's like a huge thing, like it's a huge kind of like mystery, but it's not really the the main point of this episode. I don't think. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I think it was this clear. is just because we're watching this episode. With a criti- we're watching this episode with like a critical eye, and so this Correct, is why this yeah. kind of comes at us like wait wait a minute, but that's not the the focus of the episode. Right. The focus is definitely like I think the idea of life after death, and then like um, you know like how the crew would have mourned. I th- a lot. I I do remember like if we're talking about you know things that shows do over and over again, whether they're good or bad. It's this idea of like you know 
uh, and I, I remember I can't remember specifically what shows, people, but I just remember it happening a lot where like you know people think you're dead and mm. or you're in a ghost state or something, and you get to like mm. see things you know that you normally wouldn't see, and it's like an interesting idea. I think um, it is. I do think that interesting. Um, the doctor was saying that Enterprise does this with Hoshi also. Yeah, there's like a same sort of transporter malfunction sh- shit going on, and then. I definitely know that the original series, I can't tell you which episode it was, but there's the one where, like, Spock is wearing the spacesuit, you know, the cl- iconic uh, original series sp- spacesuit with the gigantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I want one so bad. You want one of those, <laughs> like, really? Okay. I, want, I would totally wear it on the show, too. <laughs> I would totally wear it. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways uh, there's that episode where they're phasing and, like, you know, or he's phased out or whatever of, of real space. So it's not like the first time it's, Star Trek's uh, done it either. It's Kirk that phases out of real space. Oh, is that is that right? Okay, in, sorry. In uh, the Tholian web, I think it is. That's what you're talking about. Oh, that is the episode. <laughs> I think that, that's I think the B plot about. or the A plot. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. But okay, I so separa- I do time think- has separated the two events in my mind. I thought that it was like two different episodes. I do <laughs> so think it is. So the, there's the eternal question of like what what is there after death? But you know, that that that's kind of unanswerable. But on a more um, kind of realistic level, there's always this question of what would people say about me once I'm dead, right? Like, because people right. people are all like, you know, I got friends, like a family, but do they like do they really like you, or are they just going to insult oh, you once yeah, you're dead, true. right? And so there's this kind of compelling thing which, which Ro has this whole arc about. Like, she really wants to know what Riker's going to say about her. Like, you know. And Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, Jordy seems unconcerned with it. I think partially because he's convinced he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. He also probably knows that he's, like, he's awesome, right? Loved. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, he he's has, awesome. Um, he has no um, issues you know, there was I, that really I, touching. I, I have a, a lack of self confidence, which means I wouldn't be as confident as I, I, I would. I would assume that I was dead as well. I'd be like, "Oh fuck this, I'm dead." <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you know, the, so you're saying like, maybe I, I hope whenever this uh, out of phasingness happens for you, I'm there with you to oh, convince you you're not dead. <laughs> I hope I'll be, so. I'll be the Jordy to your row. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Okay. <laughs> with the Jordy to my row. There, there's um. There was a lot of touching moments in this episode, and I thought, like, one thing I have to say, since we are also, we do also present critiques, is that, like, I was extremely distracted by the makeup around uh, Michelle Forbes' eyes. Ensign, like, this early Bajoran makeup, it's kind of intense, I thought. Like, Kira only has the little, like, later Bajorans just have the little ridges on their nose. I didn't notice. But it seems like her eyebrows, like, do you ever notice in this once, like, in some of these scenes, like, she's these, like, really crazy ridges that go across her eyebrows I just I didn't okay so I, I've never noticed that as being um, makeup application I just never thought um, she was very pretty well it doesn't matter I'm not talking about prettiness I'm just talking about distracted like you're just okay, <laughs> I, okay I, it's just that I never noticed you're that like, it was... if she's not pretty I won't look at her <laughs> <laughs> no, no not at all it's just that I, ne- I just listen to her every okay. time she comes on screen I close my eyes and imagine my wife Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. As humans, some, sometimes we find people more attractive than others, and sometimes, you know. But um, know, it, it's but just that I've never, I've never actually noticed that it had something to do with makeup. Them. I still look at their makeup when they're unattractive. <laughs> I just can't. 
I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't look at Lorel. <laughs> Turn the volume up. I'll listen, but I won't watch. <laughs> we might be onto something. There might be something, something valid. I, okay, here. I will say something. Um, like season two, Lorel, which is technically she, they're calling it Lorel three point um, oh, because she changed. Because she changed. Right, when she L- got the Lorel 1.0, yeah, was like normal Lorel. Then she was Scar Lorel. Now she's this one. I think she's looking a lot better. And I think the makeup is a lot better, but I also like the fact that she's looking more plump. <laughs> I know that I think they were trying to go for like the skinny, we've been starving out here for, for quite a while look. Um, but I like the, the rounded face Lorel better. You like uh, Empress Laurel living her best life. I do. I also I hate the song because okay. So people that are unaware, um, Mary Chifo just released a video in which she was dancing to a Demi Lovato oh, yeah, song, that was and so that was I find great. the song um, horrible. To not be too wait, harsh, wait, wait. I find the song to be horrible. Oh, um, the song. Okay, gotcha. But I mean, that's just I suppose my tastes. But, but you I, get a great look at you Empress get a great Lorel look at, at the the like the the costume that she has, and I'm looking forward to seeing that in the series because they might enhance that a little bit with like a you know, CG or filter or anything. And Shazad Latif is all wearing a Starfleet uniform. I know. Which was you know, spoiler, was it? Maybe. Anything can happen on Star Trek Discovery is what I'm Anything, learned, so. literally anything, anything and everything literally anything can will happen, happen so. on Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> they make a point of doing that. So I'm not, I'm not even going to think about it till it airs. Like, <laughs> And then we try to not think about it once it's aired, right? I, well, no, we have to have a <laughs> No, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Sean, I don't... I, I don't know if I'll have the time, but after we're done talking about this episode, we might. I'd love to to like uh, share some thoughts about um, Calypso. Okay. Do you want to do like a separate short recording, or do you want to? I think tag? we should. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Deal. All right, audience. There's gonna be a separate. Oh my short God. Recording. Bonus of Calypso. Look at that. After after Starfleet Boy this week. <laughs> There's so much co- so much content being produced in, in like this this awesome because of this awesome TNG episode um, anyways uh, okay, you had something more to say I was gonna I was gonna pass on to something else that I've got in my notes but if you carry on no well I just wanted to comment on that um, idea it's like something I think I personally have grappled with uh, going back and forth with and I and I wouldn't be surprised if like most humans like wonder like is there a life after death and like um, hmm. I think it's like something that like Star Trek tackled in a very interesting and unique way like it the episode was about that but there wasn't an somehow it wasn't about that you know what I mean like yeah, no, it was just, it's about it's about so many things like all wrapped up into one mm, absolutely it, it's just one of those questions that's kind of like it's left hanging in your life and so I suppose in this context it was much more present but the episode doesn't focus around that <clears throat> I would like there to be an afterlife, and in the afterlife, it, I, my personal idea of an afterlife is I would like to wake up and I'm like it's dark, it's like this weird room or whatever, and like the my eyes start adjusting, and I realize that oh I'm on the Enterprise D, and I like I walk out and like I look you know I look in in my, my quarters I find a mirror and I see that my rank pip says that I'm the captain. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just simply stroll onto the bridge and be Engage. like, second star to the right, 
and straight on till morning. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> what about you? Do you have an idea of the afterlife? I don't. I don't. I really don't know. I really don't know. What's the coolest afterlife you've encountered in fiction, or, or even you can bring religion into this? Like, what is the coolest afterlife that you've encountered? The coolest encountered in your idea studies? of afterlife? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember them. What have I encountered, afterlife-wise? I don't know. They don't. Well, there's there's Ragnarok, or not Ragnarok, but like the you know there's like mythological afterlives. Like hmm. in, in Greek in Greek mythology, you went. You went uh, either to the Elysian Fields or. Oh, so you okay? So in Norse mythology, you got that the, the Valhalla, which is friggin' awesome, right? Right. You're in like right. the Valhalla great the great awesome. hall of all the legends, and you're drinking, <laughs> and you got you know. That's friggin' awesome, right? But it's hard to earn a place in Valhalla, right? You have to be a warrior. You have, you have to, to like kill your enemies. Like, there's like quite a thing. I haven't have quite to... done that yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I'm worthy. But I'm not. I'm not there yet. I haven't yet killed anyone um, in, in, in battle. Great. Though it is, it yes, is, is the operative word. It is uh, legal to actually um, provoke someone in, in, in a duel in Canada nowadays. Of course, it's it's illegal to actually kill someone. So, you know. But you, you mean can. I could go? I could you and I could like I could be mad at you. Walk up to you and slap you with a glove absolutely. In, in a public place absolutely. in Canada and be like, I challenge you to, to a, a duel. duel. And, that's and we shall decide illegal. our arguments based on this duel. Yep, yep. And then we would have to choose our weapons. But then like to uh, abide to another law, which is you can't kill me, would have to choose a weapon that is harmless. Like, I don't know, like a, a bottle of champagne and try to hit each other with a cork or something. But mm. um, we could do a, a legal duel. How about lightsabers? Could we use lightsabers? Well, just, yeah, okay. We'd be hitting each other with sticks. Plastic, <laughs> st- plastic sticks. Which, <laughs> fair enough, but... Or I, I think, like, a good, uh, like a, a good one would be laser tag. <laughs> okay. Laser tag's a good dueling system. Oh, wow, because I just learned something about Canada. I know, I know that in America... Uh, it's because apparently they've been <laughs> recently removing old, you know, useless laws. Um, and so that, like, there was a law that said you can't challenge anyone to a duel, and so this took it away because like no one's going to challenge anyone to a duel anyway. It's just not going to happen. Oh, but now that there's no law about it, like someone might. Yeah, but then you can't kill anyone, so what's the point, right? Well, dueling, you know. I mean, come like on. you said, safe du- dueling <laughs> two point oh. Dueling two I don't know. <laughs> By the way, Wolf is very proud of uh, Geordie. And I suppose yes. Rod Aaron, but they don't talk about Rod too much. Um, he's very proud that Geordie died in the line of duty. Um, I know he's doing his job. He's very happy for him. He's, he's going to, you know, I suppose the Earth version of Stovacore. But um, yeah, I, get, I mean, it, I think Worf would think that like there's an honor, a place for pagans that you know, like an honorable <laughs> place for non Klingons, mm. and that's where Geordie Jord- is. Um, that's it's so it is so interesting that like this episode does present various um, <clears throat> views of the afterlife and kind of evokes those kinds of thoughts. I think it's a great uh, episode uh, if you want to have like a discussion about philosophy and religion and science and like there's just so much in here. Uh, you, now you going ask, back to you the asked me about kind of 
You asked me about af- you asked me about afterlife, right? I don't mm-hmm. know what I would want or what I what I would desire, but I'll tell you what. It would be okay. So the classic, it would be great to see all the you know the people that have already died. So you'd be you're reunited with, you know, loved ones that have passed on, etc. Um, if you have like a family, a wife and children, you'd like to you know see them join you. Um, and I would also like to still have access to all of the new movies that come out and stuff. Because like if I were to die now, I wouldn't see Avengers four, right? Oh right, and that would suck. But like, okay, so I would, I would still want like everything to be like, I would like a a heaven streaming service where I can stream all of my movies and TV shows and listen to my music. Because it would be a bummer if your favorite artist just like puts out his best album, but you're dead, right? You can't listen to it. Well, you could just wait till they die, and then you'll meet them in the afterlife, and then. Well, maybe not. You don't know how afterlife (laughs) is. Maybe you're in like a ghetto, and he's in the VIP lounge. I th- I think that there's something to I think that there's something that any like at, at the very least humans have glimpsed another possibility right like you know there's people that have claimed to have come back from the dead there's people who have claimed to um, you know uh, I'll never be able to, to confirm to, any of that though it all is just claims though of course but not I to mean, say that they're lying it's just I like don't one know. of those things that we'll like as know. long That's as written. Oral history, written history has been concerned. There's always been some kind of myth about, you know, what happens after we die. And I think it's wonderful. I mean, like, I think, like, trying to explain, you know, like, if you really think about life, if you were to just strip away the imagination for a moment and just, like, look at, at, at life completely from the, from an, uh, what it, what it, like, an objective lens, if you can, it's hard because we're not, you know, we're living it, right? But think about it, like, you're hanging out, you're talking to someone, and uh, all of a sudden, like, a meteorite comes <laughs> from the sky and hits them in the head, and you they could have said a bus. Down. All right, they, you, you they didn't pl- have to go meteorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has my example <laughs> has to be a little imaginative, right? Because I'm trying to describe something that I'm trying to remove all imagination from, from this example, but I have to have the meteorite. <laughs> So then all of a sudden that person you were talking to is laying there motionless and you I have no more access to that. their thoughts or their feelings or anything like that. You have no access to this person at all. So what does that look like? Like, what do you, you know, like, like what is that like? It's, like <laughs> it's a lot of fire. Where are they? Their body's here, but like what inhabited their body is, is no longer present, right? And we feel this like idea of like, oh, like, you know, surely my thoughts and things like that live on after after i die uh, there's this whole thing about the, the how there's this point. whole thing about the 12 or 13 grams right do you remember that do you know what that is oh yeah there's like all kinds of stories and and there's this thing okay so you remember when, that like when, supposedly when, you lighten yeah so when you die of course you lose all of your you know you, you know internal stuff your pee your poo and everything comes out right but then you're left with the body that's emptied basically but then they figured out that you still lose like a, a certain 13 grams, 12 point, however it, it is. And it's the same amount for like basically everybody. And so people have theorized that that's the soul leaving. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I, it's super interesting. I don't know. I just feel like uh, one thing that's an interesting uh, Our practice, internal uh, Rolarens. Uh, leave us. What's that? Our internal role errands leave us because she just gives up. She says we're dead, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, 
All I know is that uh, whatever it is, it's it's. I like kind of agree with Worf that like uh, to die is an awfully big adventure, right? You know, it's like it's the ultimate. Um, I wouldn't want to die. I like really enjoy life, <laughs> but but I know that when it's time, whenever that is, whether mm. it's being struck by a, me- a meteor or whatever, that I feel pretty ready to like <laughs> to like discover whatever's next even if it's oblivion because I, even that in itself is a, is a discovery right i like the way you think but i think it is nice to have that positivity and optimism um still for the end of life right for the end of what our life is because as mm-hmm. much as it is intriguing and you can find um optimism and delight in discovering what comes next you still want to live a full life right you still want to you know finish this life yeah. that you can because then you're missing out on so much in this life. Yeah, it's true. Um, I I think that uh, Ro wasn't very happy with the <laughs> with the party <laughs> in general. Well, I mean, and it's I'm better than two hours of Bajoran chanting. What kind of chanting, funeral? Right? What's on. that? It's it's better than two hours of Bajoran chanting. <laughs> it's Come true. On. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think she was more um, concentrated on on like what Riker was gonna say. She was she really wanted to know what he was gonna say. I think they were trying to like this. I mean, well, there was that episode where they have this like when they lose their minds or their memories rather, and so they 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 just think they're lovers. So there's definitely a connection between. There the is two. that. Okay, so I was talking about this with my wife. She's just like, did they have uh, sex one day? And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, then, I'm pretty sure they were doing it all that episode. That episode where they okay, but they but they were, but they were technically not themselves. They were beside themselves, right? They were right, but you still they still engaged in the physical. I mean, the deed they, is they done. engaged in the physical. I can't like say that. <laughs> it doesn't matter that they were out of their minds. It still happened. It just okay. wasn't something they would do in their normal minds, I suppose. Mm. But you think there's like a latent. Um, there must there be like an attraction because I think even want. out of your mind to like kind of go off what you were saying <laughs> earlier about, about not finding Michelle Forbes attractive. But, okay. But I think that like even, like even when out of my mind, right mind, I wouldn't I wouldn't make love to say Donald Trump. Right. Exactly. I don't. Fair think enough. You, you'd have to be really screwed up to, to like, like, <laughs> like 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 the kind. Of like, <laughs> Like, I don't know what, I don't even know how to describe what you'd have to be to do that, but it's... it's Beside yourself, to say the least. (laughs) Um, Yes. Anyway. Fair enough. Did you happen to see... (laughs) Did you happen to see my photos of the, of the uh, Kelvin Enterprise yet? Yes. I looked, I watched, I saw them. They were very good. Did you like them? I like your photos. I very much nice. like your photos. I like the um, ability that you have to take macro photos because I find them very complicated to do. When I was a child, I, I collected Hot Wheels cars and I always wanted to take like hyper-realistic macro photos of my Hot Wheels cars, but my, um, my camera was too cheap and, and, and crappy, so it, would, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't look good. But then I am fascinated Thank by you. this. There's a trend that exists on, on the internet which is to take um, like macro photos of hyper-realistic toys or, or, or miniatures and they fool you into thinking they're actually real, like a boat or a spaceship or something. <coughs> well, Star War- there's a lot of Star Wars art, like that photography art. Yeah, I think it's really a lot of the behind-the-scenes footage um, shows that. 
Yeah, if I had like uh, a lot of resources, I would have actually shot these against a black background and probably that's simulated. The, that's uh, that's the one thing that I think is missing. You 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 have to redo a, a photo shoot there with um, a space background or a planet background or something. Um, well, maybe Eagle Moss will uh, fly me out to their studios and let me uh, play with their equipment. I'll tell you what, Eagle, <laughs> Mo Eagle Moss, Eagle Moss should release a like a, a one time like a background. A backdrop for um for your favorite ship, say. Put your favorite, like take your Enterprise uh. D, put it in there. Like there's a planet or something, and and so you can take you can like put the ship you want in when you're taking pictures, and then you can display your favorite ship in that in that one each time. That would be nice. I think this one has a blurry enough background where it could totally be in a nebula. Um. Maybe it's because I know what the background is that I, I don't see it, but yeah, okay. What is that background? What is the background? It's Well, it's your desk in your office, isn't it? Yeah, it's a computer. Yeah. It's good. But, um, All right. But no, I do like the photos. <laughs> Thank you. I just, wanted, I just wanted to bring them up so I could uh, show them off a little bit. <laughs> show them off. It was fun to do the... Uh, what I have to say, though, is that like the ultimate credit, you know, regardless of like... The reason it was fun to do this uh, and why I wanted to do it is that the models, they're not perfect by any means. However, they are good enough to like create imagery that I think is very uh, close to the, the feeling you get when you're watching these ships on cinema. Mm. Because that's the thing is that like, you know, one thing I love about this Enterprise in particular, and we really are going way off, so I'll stop... Uh, you know, I'll just kind of um, <laughs> say this real quick, is that as an alternate version of the Enterprise, I think it nails it in terms of like the the feeling for, with the lines and everything. It's so bizarre looking from some angles, but from other angles, it looks absolutely perfect. <laughs> and so I really like it. I like uh, most especially. I think it was designed to be photographed with these weird kind of like <laughs> lenses and things like that. Oh, well, they do a lot of different camera angles in Star Trek 09 anyway. I think I like every. They do a lot of weird angles in, in Star Trek 09 and the Kelvin Tumblr in general. Yeah. But yeah, okay, exactly. so I think like 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 most people when Star Trek 09 came out, I didn't know what to think, and so I didn't like it. I defaulted to this isn't Star Trek. I don't like it. Um, mm. But then like, in retrospect, I quite like Star Trek 09 now. Um, it's Into Darkness that I have a lot of problems with. Um, but I think, you know, when I look at it now, um, I find the Kelvin timeline's aesthetic to be just how it should be. It is the Kelvin timeline. It, it doesn't please me as much as the aesthetic of the prime timeline, but for what it's supposed to be and for what it's trying to be, then I, I like I can't take that away from it. It it works. I don't like cool. the Enterprise ships from the Kelvin timeline too much, but um, they are Kelvin ships. Yeah, it's you don't get they don't infringe on your idea of what the prime time. No, absolutely. <laughs> on, on the contrary, they build the Star Trek universe in a way that yeah. I suppose nothing else has done before. So they innovated <laughs> more first times. All right, so are we ready? <laughs> There's nothing else that I have in my notes except that I did think I do. that it was like. I I did think that um, Captain Picard uh, took it all very well. <laughs> Like, okay, so th this is something very important. Nice, this is something very important. He did tell the nice story about Jordy. Oh, so, I know you're right. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just I'm going to bounce off what you said. 
he took it very well, um, right? He took it very well. He was very professional about the whole thing. And actually, the whole crew was, right? They just lost two um, valued members of their crew. One of them, which they've known for a long, long time. But they continue doing their job all very professionally. Um, you know, they have to save these Romulan people. They have to, you know, help the ship and what have you. And I think that ties into what um, the marketing team behind Discovery have been saying about the Star Trek Evolve. They've been saying that in the original series and the next generation, we have this reset button where in every episode, the crew is back to normal and, you know, they don't seem to remember or be impacted by what happened before. And so the Discovery production team were trying to better represent how the events of your life kind of impact you in Discovery. And my argument always was, well, Kirk and Picard and their crews are like the top brass, right? The highest of Starfleet, which is in itself the highest of humans. And so these guys are professionals. Whatever happens to them one week, they have to put that aside and carry on their job correctly the next week. And that's why we have this kind of reset button. And I think this illustrates this very well. They lose Geordi and Roe, but they carry on doing their job. I just would have liked to have seen uh, a scene with tears, I guess. I don't know. like oh, To have it resonate for, a little more. You know? What's that? To have it resonate a little more, like the, the, the impact of Just death. a little bit more. Especially Jordy. Like, I could get, like, why maybe Roe, perhaps, they weren't as attached to. But, like, I feel like by season five, they've been through, you know, Jordy's been tortured so many times. And, like, mm. but, like, you know, they're playing poker. I think they could have done together. it without necessarily mm-hmm. going in, without necessarily going straight to tears they could have had this thing where like when the uh, transporter chief announces like i've lost them you would have this kind of moment where maybe uh, you know Riker and and picard they have this moment not not necessarily where they look at each other but where they kind of like oh shit because when when you lose when the death of a friend is announced um it comes as a blow right from experience it comes right, it, and you feel like you hit in the face and, and it, it seems like winded. it seems like also I think I think also another thing that like if I'm really going to dive in a little deeper is that like in past episodes when there's a transporter accident, and it's not to say that this has to happen every time, but there's at least some sort of like biological residue or something, you know, like they don't just like get zapped into this oblivion, is dif- this think. is different because they were technically transported somewhere else or they right. were cloaked. Right. So th- there was no residue to have because they didn't there was no problem since they became cloaked right and so it gave me the sense of almost like they were just like oh, oh well Jordy and Ro are dead <laughs> shit happens <laughs> oh well it was bound to happen one day these transporters are always <laughs> malfunctioning c'est la vie is it because O'Brien wasn't Captain, present don't- Captain, don't you think it's odd that there was no biological residue odd why would I find odd. that odd whoop nine <laughs> <laughs> it's because O'Brien wasn't there. They didn't have O'Brien. They didn't have Chief O'Brien would have been all over that shit. It's so true. It's so true. Um, he would have had an emotional <laughs> tear arc. He would have cried. He would have gone to see Keiko and cried in his quarters because he lost. There would have been a, a scene there like that been perhaps. A, an, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially mm-hmm. yeah, and then and that kind of reminded me that there's really not any other characters in engineering besides Geordi that we actually get to know other than like, I mean, not you know, and Chief O'Brien's not necessarily an engineer. He's like a transporter chief. So it's like he doesn't become an engineer until he's on Deep Space Nine. So mm. 
It's but now that you say that, it, it's interesting. They could have used that character because they have this kind of um, replacement chief engineer, right? this replacement um, transporter chief. Mm-hmm. And we know nothing about her except the fact that she's just essentially replacing O'Brien. Um, it would have been interesting to have her have like this kind of breakdown throughout the episode. Like, they put me on duty this week, and I friggin' lost the chief engineer <laughs> and this, this other engineer. officer. And, right, and just have her have this mental breakdown and have more scenes with Deanna Troy where she's like, you know, I killed these people. Like, I feel bad about right. this. And you have to, like, counsel her and say, look, this happens. It just turns out you, it was, you know, bad luck, I suppose. Right. So I think that's where the episode kind of, like, I think it had to sacrifice certain things in order to get so much information. You know, like, it's pretty dead. Like but then they had really, the Romulan arc. There was so much going on. Um, yeah, so I think that it would have been nice to just have, like, maybe even Counselor Troy, like, you know, in 10 forward during the funeral crying. You know, like, even though it's a party, like, if she breaks down and starts crying, I think it would have been the right note uh, to give us just that balance of like, because not everyone's going to like want to have a party, right? Mm. You know, some people really do want to mourn. Show people staying in their quarters. Okay, so what if we had done this in two episodes and throughout the first episode we hadn't seen Ro and Jordy at all and we assumed that they were actually dead and the first episode was everyone dealing with it and in the second episode like the the, the teaser that they have in the beginning is, oh my god, they're actually there. And then the second episode right, like is they try to get back. The ending of the first episode is they actually meet each other and they're like, wait a second, you wait can a see me? Like this whole thing. Yeah, and it would have been like really cool. <clears throat> that would have been really great. But of course, the two-parter uh, this season was uh, Unification. So I think they, and they didn't Zero. have any more two-parters. Well, Time's Arrow is What's like that? Time's Arrow. Oh, it's com- yeah, yeah, part okay. one of Time's Arrow is this season. Unification, okay. The beginning of next season, yeah. Um, and this yeah, would have so been a better like, two-parter That was the only thing... What's that? This would have been a better two-part episode than Unification. Oh, come on. <laughs> you and your Spock hate, man. <laughs> really, just got to stop. <laughs> just love him. Just love Spock, man. Embrace <laughs> Spock. Embrace Spock. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Not my Spock. <laughs> I, I remember you're pissed that the whole that Star Trek is about Spock. It, it, Star Trek is about Spock. Damn it! Star Trek is about <laughs> Spock. The same way the X Men franchise is about Wolverine. Pisses me off. <laughs> Just pisses me off. Anyway, so that so I'm glad we and the Star Wars franchise that. is all about the same freaking family. I know. Well, you got to focus on something, right? <laughs> well, look at the Wizarding the, World. They haven't made everything about Harry Potter. Now they've made it like another franchise, which is about other people. I know. Which, by the way, uh, I haven't seen highly it. Highly recommend. I haven't seen it. The, the Crimes of Grindelwald. I haven't seen so it. Apparently, good. there's post-credit scenes. Oh, you know what? You missed that. <laughs> I didn't even. Th- I didn't how, even think how, to wait for. How a dare you? Scene. Apparently, there was like some big shit. Okay, I haven't seen it. I'm going. I will be seeing there was, it on Tuesday. Hold on. So wait, wait. There was a post-credit scene in the first one. No. But there was one in this. There is one in this one. Yes, because now. See, I was, I was like, oh, they don't do that, so I, they I don't left. Yeah, they I do. should never have left. Yeah, they do. I Come should. on, this is big shit now. <laughs> this is this is big. It is pretty big. All right, Sean. I've never I've never been else? a huge Harry Potter, Harry Potter fan. Like I, I'm I'm alright with the movies, but Fantastic Beasts, I'm a fanboy. I love that shit. Oh, nice. It's amazing. 
You even even if this is Ramilla, uh, that's fine. You could pull off a, a Newt's commander or a Theseus commander uh, cosplay. A what? Newt's commander, the main character. Okay, and what's the other but, one you or said? Or his brother. His brother's name is Theseus. How? That's in the trailer. You don't. I'm not spoiling I don't, anything. I don't if watch you watch trailers. the trailer. <laughs> What's that? I don't watch trailers because they spoil things. You don't watch trailers? That's I watched, bullshit. I watched, you did a whole I, review on the Star Trek I, Discovery. I have trailer. to watch the Discovery trailers because I have to. I have to get them views, uh, right? Um, no, I watch. I watch teasers. I watch small snippets. Or if I watch a trailer, it's because the movie I don't really care about and I, I can be spoiled, like Dark Phoenix. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about the Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix? Shut how up. I really feel about the Dark Phoenix? I feel No, I, I really don't want to know. Underwhelmed. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, what I want to know is do you have any more notes on this I episode? Don't, I don't. What have I. I don't have any more notes. Oh, I said the sound effect of passing through is a little weird. So they have. <laughs> yeah. So passing through. Okay, so passing through like. um an object, uh, computer or something, they have this kind of kind of thing, which is fine. But then when you're passing through another human, it's kind of weird to have that. I would expect a more biological sound. Um, mm. But then we don't know how phasing works, so. Like, what would a bio? What kind of bar? <laughs> I, don't, I really don't want to go like there. I don't really don't want to start making every sounds. Every time they walk through, every time they walk through a human, they there's a fart sound because of the air. Okay, <laughs> I've also written it was there was a very '90s running through the walls scene. Um, because oh, yeah. they have that in movies where they run through the walls, but usually they break through the walls and stuff. But this time they were just phasing through the walls, and it was very, it was the science fiction version of a of a '90s running through the walls scene. <laughs> and um, I like that. Star yeah, Trek, is, Star Trek, though it is like a science fiction show, has a tendency to be a time capsule of the time they were created in. It's true. We do see people just chilling in their quarters in that scene that you're talking about. Mm. And there's this one guy who's doing like push-ups. There's a, like there's a gym, of, but like, you know whatever. There's a bath, right? Was there a bath going on or something like that? And then this intimate dinner. Where uh, where they have no idea that everyone's fighting. And running through the <laughs> intimate dinner. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, so that was good, too. All right, cool. But you got to be aware. Well, you got to be it. careful and stuff. So you can't get your freak on everywhere because maybe there's Royal Arrow and there's going to be running, <laughs> running through your quarters at some point, right? Well, if there are ghosts, it kind of freaks me out that they could just be like watching you in your most intimate moments, uh, just chilling. I'll tell you what. No idea. One of my one of my best friends at work keeps on telling me to put my hand in front of my mouth when I yawn because he says if you don't do that, then a ghost will put his penis in your mouth. <laughs> so, I mean, how does that freak that you out now? You got like ghosts floating around. <laughs> that is uh, information that we didn't need to know. <laughs> About on Starfleet, but now it's forever recorded in the in the. Uh, you can edit this, right? The, it's here. Your friend, you can give credit to your good friend who came who, who came up with this ghost theory because it's actually quite horrifying and really It is. It is very scary, and it has a tendency to make you really want to cover your mouth when you yawn. <laughs> yeah, just the visual alone. Even though I am gay, of a ghost putting its penis in my mouth. Makes me not want to yawn without kind of. No, homosexuality has nothing to do with this. This is like a a, a ghost that you don't want, right? Floating around your face. So, do you think if they never, if they actually were (laughs) in an afterlife and they were stuck on the Enterprise, they'd just go and like 
do things like awful things like try to stick their their <laughs> private parts in like our beloved crew's mouths like, about Jordy Jordy and Ro? Just... I don't think they would no I don't think they're too capable of doing that and I actually think that this specific pairing of characters would take quite a while before they would get intimate I'm assuming they would because if you're stuck with just one person for the rest of your life you probably would but I think they would take you know time it's not like Ro and Riker they, they would be like what are you going to do like we're bored let's just you know <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're dead anyways. Yeah, my I mean, what's gonna change, right? My rank doesn't. My rank doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Just throws off the pips. Okay. All right. So I will go first, as is customary. Uh, let's see if uh, Humbert gave a more specific rating. But I reckon his rating for this episode you is under you, five. That under is, four. You're, you're not allowed to reckon his rating. That doesn't count. That doesn't count in the in the. Well, I'll just tell you what he wrote uh, when I said, I'm curious about your rating. He says, poor Sean, I've never fully seen this episode, but what I have isn't pretty. Enterprise did a similar episode. So, so I'm guessing his rating is very low. Well, he's it wrong. It doesn't count. It doesn't count, though. But we're just, it doesn't I'm count. Dismissed. Right. Dismissed. However. I enjoyed the episode. We are counting. Excellent. However, we are counting the rating from my little Twitter poll. So as of this moment, uh, five people have voted. Okay. And all of the votes are above six. Uh, 40% of the votes are between six and seven. And 60% of the votes give it between eight and ten. Okay. Oh, now it's uh, 67% between eight and ten. Oh. So it just went up. That's crazy. Live, right live. now. Going well, not up. really live, because you're going to upload this in what? How long? Don't know yet. <laughs> so my rating for this episode, uh, because it was fun and, uh, and you know, like kind of cool to watch, I, uh, I gave it above a five for sure. <laughs> uh, it's not so. an episode that I really watch. Like, I don't think about this episode to go watch, so it can't get a ten. Like, it's not on the list of, like, oh, I definitely want to see this episode again. I kind of remember everything I need to know about it and got everything I, I wanted out of it. Um, and I didn't find any really new things in this rewatch that I that I didn't already think about before. Although, I did have fun talking to you about it. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm going to go ahead and give this episode a 7.5. A good old solid 7.5 for this episode. Okay. Well... I'm going to give it a 7.5 as well. Whoa, it's a go. rare occurrence. It is, it is a rare occurrence. I kind exactly of forced aligned. it. I was Okay, I was going to say 8, and then I was going to say 7 by the end of the discussion, but then I thought it would be, you know, it's nice to do. We do 7.5 together. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. There you go. There you go. It's an so episode that, that awesome. I do All enjoy. Right. It does have small issues, but, you know... I enjoy it. This is the kind of story that you can do without having like an action-packed story. But then it is good. Yeah. I, lo I love the scheming Romulans and the visuals are great. Oh, and I have to talk and about there the, there's this one moment where he's like, Geordi has just discovered that he, he can be fixed by the thingamajig and his hand has more trouble phasing through the, the disc or the, um, the console. And I the CG was really well done in that moment where he tries to put his hand in and it doesn't quite go in right and the, yeah you actually like kind of like exactly mm. no I thought so too 
All right, sweet man. Boom. Audience, tell us what you think in the comments below, uh, and please. Uh, there's actually a lot, a lot of uh, cool new content since the last time we spoke up on Sean's YouTube page, Trek on the Tube. Uh, very, very nice videos up there. Go check them out. There's the Easter eggs for Calypso, <laughs> the Discovery Dis uh, review and Easter eggs, which is pretty cool. And uh, did you already did you do your video for uh, the uh, Section Thirty One show yet? No, um, I probably won't be doing. A, I know I said I would be doing a video about that, but I probably won't because. But I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, apparently it is just rumors. Um, more than anything else, and Michelle Yeoh's involvement is absolutely not confirmed. Um, it's gotcha. more, like, it, it's more like um, a wish list thing that people. It's are exciting having. to, well, it's exciting to see all the hubbub that occurred about it because uh, a lot of people got all excited about it, and I don't blame them. Michelle Yeoh's pretty cool. I do want to see her. I love Michelle Yeoh. Doing I don't like um, Emperor Georgiou. I well, love, you're not I supposed to. She's, I a, I she's love, an awful... No, I think that Michelle Yeoh <laughs> She's doesn't. like an awful person. I think, no. She's like... No. She's the worst human I think possible. Michelle Yeoh is a very talented actor. She's absolutely amazing. I just but think But you liked Captain Giorgio, right? I love Captain Giorgio. I think Captain Giorgio is amazing. And she's I think doing, that that's Cap why Michelle Yeoh is amazing. I think Captain Giorgio <laughs> is a character that suits Michelle Yeoh and suits her talents. And I think that sometimes, as great an actor can like, as great as an actor can be, um, sometimes they just don't, you know, match or suit the characters or the roles that they're given. And I think that that's the case for Emperor Jojo. I'm, I'm not con like convinced by her performance as the Emperor. I see her. I'm not convinced that it's a bad performance. Anyways, we could talk about it more on our Calypso, Calypso discussion. <laughs> a quickie coming up. All right, everybody. Live long and prosper, and we'll see you next time. See ya.